Hello, friends. Welcome back to my podcast. My name is Gabby, and I am so grateful you are here in this space with me today. This is a space for you and I to get down and dirty with the truth. And today I felt inspired to talk about relationships. Woo! Uh, this is a topic where I will immediately come out with a disclaimer that I am not the leading expert in this. Uh, so please don't make any rash decisions after this podcast. <laughs> Take your time, digest it, and move forward in your life. Uh, as always, I always hope that anything that I say here uh, resonates with you. Um, and if it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, but for a moment, I invite you to take a second and, uh, and, and take a moment of gratitude. Thank yourself for coming to a space where you get to focus on the well-being of yourself. This is a self-care podcast in a sense. So this is a place where we get to get humbled, appreciate ourselves for taking the time to to listen to something that may better ourselves. So without further ado, relationships. All right. So my expertise so far in relationships, hmm, let's see. Uh, all of the journals from my childhood show that all I talked about were boys everywhere. I don't know how my parents weren't concerned for me. <laughs> Here's this daughter that they have who at like fourth grade is just like, oh my God, boys, this, boys, that, boys, this. It's like, oh, geez, like we got a nutcase on our hands. And it kind of progressed from there um, as slowly but surely. And uh, I didn't really have a whole lot of actual boyfriends in high school. I had a couple of um, internet boyfriends in the sense of I knew what school they went to. They knew what school I went to. We never actually hung out with each other, but we definitely chatted over AIM. That was my jam. And, uh, and then, you know, of course, devastatingly, you know, maybe a month or two later broke up over AIM. Uh, I had a couple of serious boyfriends, maybe one, uh, in high school. Um, and then leading into college, um, uh, the the one serious relationship that I had uh, ended up into a, a marriage, turned into a, getting married. Um, and this was my first um, homosexual relationship that I had ever been in. And I apparently go big or go home um, because about a year and a half after being together, maybe two years um, is when we put rings on it. And a year after the engagement is when we got married. And then a year and a half after we got married is when we separated. And I handled the divorce um, the worst way possible. Like If you ever go to any of those self-help books that say, hey, this is how you should handle your divorce after you've been divorced. You know, discover yourself and lean on your friends and family and do productive things and find new goals and activities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I basically paved the way for the complete opposite way to handle that and um, did so beautifully, might I add. Uh, and uh, and so I, I kind of was a beautiful wrecking ball for about a year. And then after a year, I decided, you know what, I am 
I, I, I have not moved at all in the sense of my life looks no different than it did a year ago. I'm still miserable. I'm still broke. I'm still partying way too much. I don't really have any reliable friends or I did, but I wasn't cognizant of them. I had destroyed some relationships with family members and I wasn't, um, I wasn't, I wasn't present. I wasn't reliable whatsoever. I didn't want to be. Uh, so it took a couple of years, uh, for me to get my feet back on the ground and create my own stability, you know, create my own structure. Um, I realized how important that was to create my own structure. Um, I had realized that the marriage that I was involved in was built upon sand really. And, and as a disclaimer, I, I, I mean all of this out of the utmost respect for anybody that's ever been involved in my life, uh, romantically. Um, I very much so respect my ex-wife and, and the life that she is living now. And I always wish her nothing but the absolute best. And all of this is an observance, right? Um, although I don't feel it's healthy to stay in our past and, and, um, be nostalgic. I, I do believe it's healthy to look to our past as a learning tool, a way to tap in and say, okay, where, where did I miss the mark? Where did I make the mistake? Or maybe where did I, where did I get it right? And how can I repeat that? Um, and so it's, it's learning from past behaviors to see how, how maybe things can be a little different for us. Um, our past selves can be some of the best learning tools that we have available. I digress. <laughs> so, um, so uh, I had realized that we, we built, um, I, I was part of a marriage that was built on, um, on sand, you know, that the foundation was built on sand um, I had just gotten back from Ireland to give a little small backstory. I had just gotten back from Ireland when I first met her. And if, if when I put on my psychological mindset for a moment uh, and, and analyzing that a little bit, uh, it makes sense that as soon as I got back from being away for three months, I was away from home for three months in a foreign country. Uh, by myself. Um, and that was the first time I had ever flown overseas. First time I had ever been on a trip away from my parents for more than a week. Uh, and, and I was, I was young. I was, I was, uh, like 19, 19 or 20. So, uh, there's, there's a lot of detachment from a lot of what I was attached to and grew up with. And, and once I got back, it, it makes sense that, you know, as soon as I found somebody I was attracted to became extremely attached to as well. And that became the, the structural foundation for the relationship. And, and, and once I was hooked, man, I was hooked. Like there was no going back. I was sold. Like nobody could tell me any different, right? I was ready to wife up and, and ship out. And what I've acknowledged when it comes to relationships is um, 
you know, they're, they're the easiest ways to, to tell us a lot about ourselves. Um, they can let us know if we are somebody who has a tendency to become attached to another person. They're a great way to let us know if there's any areas where we have a hindrance, like we grew up in a broken home or we grew up without resources um, and how we manage and handle those relationships tells us a lot about, about those aspects of ourselves. And, and in all of this and everything that we do, the first step in any of it is to become aware. It doesn't mean, okay, well, you know what? I've realized that I have attachment issues and I get attached to everybody that I'm around. And in order for me to change this, I need to cut off my ties with everyone and just be by myself and see how that goes. No, I don't recommend that. Um, what I recommend more is becoming aware, right? And being okay with it. Like, hey, guess what? I'm okay. Me, Gabby, right here, she's okay with the fact that sometimes she gets attached to other people very easily. If I'm aware of it, I'm better able to acknowledge it and um, maybe have a little bit more power over it than it does over me. The, the whole reason I became inspired to hop on here and record this is, um, is because of this, this, this episode in Gilmore Girls and, um, and, and actually Case Kenny, one of the podcasts that I follow, um, he turned this into a meme, which is hysterical, um, and, or at least is broadcasting the meme. And it's when Lorelai Gilmore is, um, at a coffee shop and she has agreed to, uh, go on a casual coffee shop accidental date with Max Medina. Max Medina is Lorelai's daughter's teacher at her brand new school. So Lorelai immediately was like, oh, no, 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 no. You know, she's immediately attracted to this guy, right? Immediately attracted and just honed in on him. But she tells herself, no, there's no way that's going to work because you're my daughter's teacher. Like, and it's at a new school. Logically, that sounds like the dumbest thing a human being could ever do, which it does. I mean, come on, girl. Like, there's a whole bunch of other fish in the sea. Like, you can look at least another one, not that fish, you know. Um, nevertheless, he also is very pursuant with her and says, come on, like, let me just come on. Like, don't you want to go on a date with me? Okay. Let's at least go on a date and see what happens. Like what's the worst that could happen? And she agrees to this casual, you know, she's like, well, you know, I might be at this coffee shop at this time, you know, and if I see somebody there that I know, then, you know, I'm not going to be rude and not acknowledge them. So, um, I like her style. That's all I'm saying. And he, uh, he shows up and they have this little casual date and, um, and he's still trying to convince her to move past her, uh, roadblocks, her obstacles that she's presenting in order to go on a a date with him, an actual date. And he says, well, you know, like, don't you, don't you like me? She's like, yes, I, you know, I, I do but I like pie, you know, it doesn't mean that I need have feel the need to date pie. And, uh, and I don't, I have no idea what his comeback is because it doesn't matter, but that it's hilarious. Right. Um, and 
it resonates with me a little bit, not necessarily the, the pie part, but kind of, but more so, um, you know, when every time we walk into a new potential relationship, it is inevitable. There is parts of our life that we label as baggage to, so that way we don't have to try to uncover it and figure out what that really means. Um, there's parts of us that we bring with us from our past that dictate how we take steps forward. And so Lorelai in this moment is saying, look, I've done this before. I've dated the wrong guy before and it's screwed everything up and I'm sick and tired of making that same mistake and I'm not going to do it again, but you're cute and uh, I can't say no. And it's habitual. It's something that she constantly does. And I think that if Lorelai in this situation, in this example, I think if Lorelai were to take a moment and acknowledge the why behind that and acknowledge the why behind it is probably because of past emotional trauma from her past relationships. I have that, right? I can relate to that. I can relate to having emotional trauma from past relationships and it dictates how you take steps forward. And the eerie thing is even in the present um, opportunities of dating somebody. If they, if there's anything about it that holds similarities to past relationships, it'll make your head spin, right? Because you're like, oh my gosh, I'm repeating history. We're not necessarily repeating history. Maybe we're being presented with the same opportunity again, again, and it's, it's up to us to see if we handle it differently. And the best way to handle it differently is to first be aware, right? Gabby over here, Gabby's okay with the fact that she's got some emotional trauma from past relationships. Maybe it's helped me discern a little bit better as far as who I welcome into my life or not. However, if, if Gabby right here, speaking about myself in the third person, I'm okay with that. If Gabby right here truly has a will and a, and a want and a wish and a goal and a dream to be alongside a partner, a forever partner who will never leave, who will always be there, who I will always be beside, who Gabby will always be beside, then, then I'm going to speak about myself in first person. Um, then I will <laughs> always, uh, you know, need to let go of the trauma from my past relationships. I have to thank it for where it's gotten me and I have to put it to rest and let, let the trauma know, Hey, guess what? We're all okay here. Okay. We've gotten this far. And the only way for me to continue moving forward is if I let this go and let this down and understand that I will always be okay, that I will always have my best interest at heart, no matter what, even if sometimes I fall down, even if sometimes I stumble, even if sometimes I take the wrong step, I will always be able to come back to my center, to my foundation, the foundation that I have created. And, I, and that will always allow me to be okay. And, and just because one person treats me one way 
and then the next person shows up and they it seems like the same situation like they're the same type of person or what oh gosh I've had that happen um where two people literally two people that I dated two separate people I dated were the same exact person I kid you not like both of them had um really I'm I'm not going to out them or anything but they both oh my gosh it was so eerie how similar these two people were. Um, and it freaked me out. Um, and you know, I'll be honest, I'm glad neither of those relationships worked out. However, I wonder if they would have been a little different had I said, okay, I understand person number one treated me this way or showed up in the world this way. Um, and, and I got attached to that and I got attached to it for all the wrong reasons. And now with this next person, I'll be more aware or in this next situation, I'll be more aware. And maybe I wouldn't have spent as much time in the second relationship um, because I would have uh, not gotten as attached. Um, So sometimes we can be our own worst enemies in that, right? Um, You know, just like Lorelai, you know, we can say, hey, look, you know, Max, you look great. You're a great looking guy. And, um, you know, I'm attracted to you at least on a, a conversational and physical level. Um, but I'm just going to leave it at that because, uh, or at least I'm going to put up this roadblock and see if you can get past it. Um, because I, I want you to fight for me. I want you to fight with, to be with me. Um, because that'll let me know that you actually want to, um, because that's what I've had to do with people in the past. Um, you know, there's so much to, break apart there where maybe if Lorelai had just, you know, been aware of the fact that she was attracted to this person and gone on about her life. And if they kept coinciding with each other and maybe if he did keep being persistent or maybe if she kept being persistent, it could help her navigate a little bit better whether or not that relationship actually needed to happen or not. Um, it's really scary and I'll kind of end with this. It's really scary to, um, it's really scary to walk in life as a single person specifically, um, and not have your armor up, um, not have the armor of the emotional trauma that you've endured. Therefore you have this shield up that lets you know if somebody's attacking any parts that remind you of what you've experienced in the past or not having the armor up of the fear-based approach. You know, you're afraid to love anybody. You're afraid to trust anyone. You're afraid to let other people trust you, or you're afraid to have that responsibility or, um, accountability with somebody. And, and so that deflects anybody from really getting to know you or really, uh, getting to appreciate you. Um, or, and, and my biggest one of course is, is the trust aspect. Uh, you know, it, it, going through a divorce does a big number on people. It's one of the top five, uh, most traumatizing things that people can go through. And from my own experience, I, the, the trauma that I'm still walking forward with and I'm aware of is the trauma of trust because I had signed up for and I had trusted um, another person to always be with me, 
to never leave me for better or worse, uh, in the sense that, um, you know, the one person that was supposed to love me forever, um, didn't and, and decided not to anymore. And, you know, here I am three, four years later and still, you know, single in the sense of still, uh, not a hundred percent there on, on being okay with, um, trusting other people to always show up. Um, but one thing I've learned recently is that, you know, we, we kind of have to walk through the world, um, understanding that people will disappoint us. You know, people will not show up. People will walk away. People will choose something else. Um, and, and, and we, it's not that we have to have that expectation, but it's, it's simply the understanding that that will occur because we're all human beings, just like I've done that to people, right? I've walked away from people. I walked away from my partner, right? It wasn't just her that walked away from me. I chose that too. Um, and, and so if we have that baseline understanding, then it's a little easier because we're not necessarily getting attached to trusting the other people. We are simply saying, Hey, you know what? Um, I, I have nothing but trust and faith and belief in you and your abilities and how you decide to show up in the world. And if that ever changes, I understand that it might because that's what human beings do. And it doesn't matter what you do what that other person does. It doesn't matter what you do. Um, you know, I will always have this foundation here of myself, my home, my space, my, my senses, um, my trust in my own self, my love for my own self. I'll always have this. No one will ever take this from me. No relationship will ever take this from me. This is, this is for me personally, and it will always be mine. Um, it's something I can share with others, but I will always have this home base here. So no matter what others do around me, this home base will always be okay. And this is something that has, again, helped me in my single journey. And I hope it's helping you in your single journey as well. Or even if you are in a relationship, I think this is a great, great tool to use in relationships because we have to we have to understand that we have to not attach ourselves to other people simply because we have um, past trauma or abandonment issues or unhealed parts of ourselves because we're doing a disservice to that person and we're doing it a disservice to us we're saying that hey I need this crutch I need something to lean on we really don't guys we really really don't we've got ourselves and and we have got breath in our lungs and we've got a heart in our chest. And this is truly all we really, really need um, to always be okay. Um, and, and it takes time. So again, be patient with yourself. Awareness is the first step. That's all the only first step that you need to take. And then there will be steps after. And bravery helps too. And I have nothing but faith in you. I have nothing but full confidence in you. I have nothing but complete belief in your abilities. Um, and, uh, and, and I know that no matter what, we all will be able to find that sense of peace. Um, so this is uh, really all I have for you today. 
Um, I really appreciate you taking the time to listen in. Uh, of course, I will always be back here um, to share uh, every bit of truth that I can. Uh, thank you so much. Have a great day. Peace out.